to the podcast of the Royal Meteorological Society. My name is Caroline Koch and I work for the Society as a Climate Communications Specialist. And we're just launching a new briefing paper, one on sea level rise. And I'm speaking to the author of the paper, to Eric. Eric, can you introduce yourself and your research background? Hi, uh, my name is Eric Mackey and uh, I'm a postdoctoral researcher at the University of Cambridge. My research background is in oceanography. I did my PhD with the British Antarctic Survey uh, and the University of Bristol, uh, where I was researching the, the circulation of the Southern Ocean around Antarctica using satellite data to measure the circulation. That's really interesting. So when we talk about sea level rise, why, why is it such an important topic? So sea level rise is is really important because it's one of the sort of most immediate and, and obvious consequences of climate change and in particular because it increases the frequency and the severity of storm surges and extreme sea level events which can lead to coastal flooding that has an impact on coastal communities and coastal infrastructure and can actually lead to displacement of coastal communities and, and people living in cities on the coast that's actually over 600 million people worldwide live in areas coastal areas below 10 meters above sea level rise who at some point could be exposed to the the risks of sea level rise so it's really important that we understand sea level rise how it works and what the future projected levels of sea level rise will be and so that we can adapt and, and mitigate the, the, the worst effects of sea level rise. And that's probably also true for the UK, isn't it? Yes, yes. So it definitely affects the UK as well. So we have specific sea level rise projections for the UK. And I mean, as a specific example, there was, I think it was 2013 or 2014, the, the winter storms were particularly bad and there was a, a section of of railway line on the, the southwest coast of the UK was washed away because of very high tides, which, you know, that's that single event was an extreme sea level event as part of a storm surge. But those kind of events will become more frequent as an effect of sea level rise, basically. So yeah, so they're adding up. Yes, exactly. Th those kind of things will become more frequent in future because of sea level rise. And there is actually, for another UK example, for instance, there's a there's a village on the coast in Wales called Fairburn, which may at some point in the future, we're not sure exactly when, but some point in the middle of this century may not be viable to be kept in, in the location where it is because of sea level rise, because it's so low lying and, and its location is particularly vulnerable to sea level rise. So when we look at the global level, how much has sea level risen already? It depends, obviously, what time scale you're looking at. But since the early uh, 1900s, so the, the, the past century, um, sea level has risen by approximately 20 centimeters. And it is continuing to rise. And what's important to understand is that the rate of rise is increasing. So the, the rate by which the sea level is rising is, is, is getting faster. Okay, why is that? That's an, an effect of, sea uh, of climate change. So the, the reason that sea level is rising, global atmospheric temperatures are increasing and this leads to sea level rise first kind of the two main reasons how that leads to sea level rise the first one is through what we call thermal expansion so the the ocean actually warms up as the temperatures rise and when the ocean warms up the volume of the water increases so it takes up more space and then that's how sea level rises and the other main reason is is the added water that's currently stored on land in form of ice so frozen water when we have melting glaciers or um, ice sheets that are carving into the ocean then that adds water that's currently stored on land into the ocean and, and that causes the sea level rise uh, to rise as well and is this why we are seeing an acceleration yes yeah, so um those so in particular 
the um, the rate of melting from glaciers and the ice sheets is increasing at the moment and that causing an acceleration in, in, in uh, sea level rise yeah and is it uniform across the world like like these 20 centimeters they, they don't seem much but but I suppose it could be more in a specific region and less in a different region yes correct so um, when we talk about the, the the 20 centimeter figure approximately that's what we call global mean sea level rise so it's averaged across the global ocean um, but there are regional differences in, in sea level rise. Some areas it's um, risen or is rising more than in others. In, in, in some areas, we've actually got a fall in sea level. And those regional differences are for a variety of reasons, but um, partly due to ocean circulation and also also has to do with uh, the gravitational uh, attraction of the ice sheets, actually. So interestingly, because the ice sheets themselves are such a large mass, they actually they have a large gravitational attraction pull the water towards them so when they when they are melting and lose mass they actually have less of a gravitational pull and that actually causes the sea level right next to the ice sheet to drop which is kind of can, kind of counterintuitive because it's not what you would expect but that is actually what happens and it but it's the sea level further away from the ice sheet that rises so um so if you look at a, a map of um of the world, which shows regional patterns in sea level rise, um, you actually see that right next to the Greenland ice sheet, for instance, we've actually seen a drop in sea level, whereas um, the the highest um, rates of, or the, the the highest rates of sea level rise are, are in the tropical regions uh, in particular. Yeah. And one other thing I should add to the what has an effect on the regional difference, in in particular, for for local effects of sea level rise, is also the um, the vertical land movement, so the, the movement of land relative to the ocean. Um, so, for instance, here in the UK, the northern parts of the UK, so um, Scotland, they were historically they were covered under large ice sheets during the last ice age, and since those ice sheets have melted, the uh, land has been re rebounding, so it's been moving upwards, um, and that effect is still ongoing. So, actually, sea level rise in Scotland is lower than it is. In, in, in England, because in England we actually have subsidence, so the land is actually dropping relative to the sea level, if you, if you see what I mean. And how are the projections looking like for the future, like for the globe, but also for the UK? So there's, uh, I mean, a lot of work is done using um, climate models and etc. to make these kind of projections of the sea level rise that we may expect in the future. Those projections are obviously um, heavily dependent on future emission pathways. So. So, you know, depending on our greenhouse gas emissions over the next decades and centuries, um, the, those, um, the effects of sea level rise will be less or, or more. So um, there was actually a, a report that came out last week from the, the IPCC, the um, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, um, which is specifically about the, the oceans and, and the cryosphere, so the, um, the frozen um, parts of the world. And they uh, made some um, the, the most sort of recent projections based on the current scientific literature. Um, they say that for for a low emissions scenario, so w when we say a low emissions scenario, we're talking about um, in line with the the Paris um, Agreement goals of uh, limiting warming to one point five or two degrees. So in, in in that scenario, we should see or can expect to see by the end of uh, this century. Um, between 29 and 59 centimeters of sea level rise, and that's relative to the the average for um, 
between 1986 and 2005. So, uh, so that's on top of what we already saw in the, in the past century. And um, whereas for a high emission scenario, so this is you know, business as usual, where we don't limit our, our greenhouse gas emissions, we could be seeing more in the order of 60 to 110 centimeters. So over a meter of sea level rise on top of what we've already had um, by the end of this century. Oh, wow. that's a lot. <laughs> How do the numbers look like for the UK? Yeah, so those were global mean sea level. Uh, for the UK, the latest uh, regional projections for the UK came from the, the Met Office, uh, did a report last year called the UK Climate Projections, where they also specifically had sea level projections for the UK locally, so different regions of the UK. Um, so as I said, those are higher in the south than they are in the north. So um, so for London, also for the end of this century, we would they they project between 29 and 70 centimeters for a low um, emission scenario, or between 53 and 115 centimeters for a high emission scenario. Whereas if we look at Edinburgh, so in Scotland, um, the low scenario is low emission scenario. They project between eight and forty-nine centimeters. So, you know, quite considerably less, twenty centimeters less than in London, and between thirty and ninety centimeters for a high emission scenario. Um, that, those were for Edinburgh. Those last two numbers. Um, yeah. So there is quite a, you know, even within just the short distance between London and Edinburgh, there is quite a strong regional difference basically so if we were to stop emissions right now uh, would we still see sea level rising in the future because of this thermal expansion and the oceans taking up more heat or is there a way to stop sea level rise completely so yeah so you're correct that you know the sea level will continue to rise under all emission scenarios so even if we completely stopped emitting right now will continue to rise for for several centuries uh, beyond the end of 21, you know, beyond 2100 as well. Um, but what we can definitely still change is the amount of, uh, of sea level rise that we will see over those timescales and the, and the rate at which it rises. So that's really important. So if we, if we um, cut our emissions and, and, you know, in line with the Paris Agreement goal, then we can strongly limit the rate of sea level rise. So it rises a lot slower, which gives a lot more time to adapt. And it will also limit the the eventual sea level rise that we see, you know, centuries down the line. So I think, um, I, off the top of my head, the, the the report that came out last week did some projections up to twenty three hundred as well. So um, by by twenty three hundred, and they were saying, I think that for the low emission scenario, so consistent with the Paris Agreement we would only be seeing on the order of a meter or so of sea level rise by 2300. Whereas um, for the high emission scenario, so business as usual, we could be seeing up to anything up to between three and five meters of sea level rise. This is global mean, uh, but yeah, between three and five meters by 2300. So, so that's a huge difference. And, you know, so while we can't stop sea level rise completely, we can definitely limit the the amount of sea level rise and 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 the rate at which it rises by cutting our emissions. So that's 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 a really important message to get across, I think. Yeah, that's really important to know. And since we're already seeing economic impacts of like storm surges um, in the UK, there's really a need yes. to. <laughs> yeah, and I think and another key um, interesting sort of uh, fact that came out of the report last week was also that the 
I talked about the extreme sea level events that, you know, which are actually what caused the damage. So like you were saying in the UK and um, what they said in the report last week is that those kind of events that are, that historically have been quite rare. So for instance, an, a, an extreme sea level event that happens like once in a hundred years, those kind of events will become more common and, in some reasons to even start happening annually. So, you know, what an event that happens once in a hundred years becomes an event that happens every year, even as soon as 2050 and even um, under, under low emission scenarios as well. But under the low emission scenarios, those, the, the time by which th those events become so frequent um, it, is, is further down the line, if you see what I mean. <laughs> so, so every bit of warming matters. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and so mitigation really is really important to, to limit the amount of sea level rise and the rate of sea level rise. But even then, we will have to see some form of adaptation to, to, to the, the sea level rise that's already happening. Yeah, this might be a bit beyond the scope, but what ways are there to adapt um, to rising sea levels? To, just yeah. by building higher flood defenses or? So yeah, building defenses is definitely one way. So um, you can build uh, flood defenses and um, things like the Thames Barrier in London, um, you know, those kind of systems. Um, but you, it gets those, the, the thing with those defenses is that they're very expensive to build and very expensive to maintain. So they tend to only have, you know, it's only, well, there's sort of a cost benefit analysis of, w is it worth spending the money on these defenses to protect whatever region you're trying to protect? So in a, in a big city like London, obviously there's so much at stake that it is worth investing in, mm -hmm. in, in those kind of systems, but in more rural regions, it may not be. Um, so in some regions, you know, you need to consider other methods which there's something called um managed retreat where you kind of let the ocean gradually take over um bits of the the coastline and and let's you know gradually let bits of the coastline return to the ocean or, or um and manage that in some way um and so yeah in some regions it will it will mean people and and infrastructure having to move if we can't afford to defend the um defend the coastline as it is in that location basically yeah that's going to be challenging well yes, thank you so, very yeah. much yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you so much for joining the podcast and for giving so many insights and if you would like to uh, read the paper it's on our armets website armets.org under publications and breathing papers and you will be able to find it there thank you so much great thank, thank you thank you very much, much. Thank you.